fashion milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. What have you got green screen prices in here for as well? Oh, because people just fucking have green screens now. I was like, why don't we try and get a green screen if it's, if it's decent? We need that green screen. We just need that big green fucking rug. It could be done, though, because you could you could do three-man pods. If you put a green screen up there and set the camera up, say, over the, over the chair, mm-hmm. so the listeners can't see that. Yeah, you could put things like a Telling beach, you, beach like, backdrop or uh, the woods, <laughs> rainforest. Or just pictures of things that... Just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the hellish landscape that is Australia. You know what? Um, did you see? Sorry, did you see the the video of the fire fireman that was driving past and he's like, "There's a camera." And he's ah, "Are you from the media? Tell the prime minister to get fucked." And then just drove off. Get fucked, mate. Get fucked. Bro, uh, the Aussies. Here's to the Aussies, boys. Yeah. Here's to our hundredth episode too. Yeah. Hey. We'll see you, Mike. This August. Well, so the third, the, initial, the official third birthday is in July, but then Mike's first episode was August 2017. When we and classed then, to show up a little bit, yeah, when I came on, right? And then Andy, you you guessed it not long after that, I don't think. We I've probably still got the, I've, pro- came on, I've probably still got the Twitter conversation that we had. Come on, I'm gonna find that right now. We should frame that. We should fucking put that in a. It's how we butcher. Both be the here. conversations, the one you have with me, the one you have with Andy, and then we should. Yeah. Oh, 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 it's gone. All I've got is that nah, just and he was looking into it. It's got to be here somewhere. Ah, uh, was it on Facebook it though? It may have been on Facebook. Yeah, figure this out. Talk amongst yourselves. Take it into my social media past, eh? Aye. Oh, it's always murky when you do that. Right? <laughs> I was saying that, like, see if you get the memories on Facebook. I've been like systematically deleting shitey posts for about ten years ago. I've seen a few. You can tell when football is on because I was just t- putting a bunch of bullshit on there about the Giants. But yeah, there's a few where I was like, oh, man, maybe I should, maybe I should delete that. <sighs> Looking kind of crazy. Oh, here we go. On? I do. So, Mike, get your calendar up. All right. Find me. So we we'll go back to 2018. Oh, it's gonna take a while. What date in 2018? Uh. <laughs> Why does it matter what day it is? Because the message uh, you sent me was on the 28th of January. 28th of January. 2018, when I said there's next Thursday. No, 26th of January, when I said next Thursday suit for a podcast, mate. So that would have been the 1st of February. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it would have been the 1st of February. Thursday night, yeah. Yeah. I love a good drink on a Thursday night. I think, right came, well, as you know, that wasn't, that wasn't your first one as a guest, but that was your first one oh, right. as the official, as a, as a working boy. <laughs> on the job. Yeah. And I remember I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be a producer that just sits out of the way, just set everything <laughs> up and then like kind of sat next door almost. Now, look that, at me. That, that lasted like two episodes. <laughs> yeah. Now you're the fucking fan favourite. Man of the match. Oh, I didn't even look at the notes. Yeah, I can't believe it. Fucking beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Three years, boys. This will be our third year on the go. Yeah, three years is wild. That's fucking tits. Yeah. Can't believe people have been listening for that long. I know. Thank you. I know. Thank you all very much, especially after last last episode, man. That was... You, you know what? It was uh, kind of a weird experience with that because uh, we'll talk about it in a bit, but... The cons and I went up north to see her, her grand, 
And then on the way back, we put the podcast on. And I, I was like, I don't know if this is the right one to be <laughs> to be trapped with your girlfriend in the car listening to banjo know. snapping. Seen that man, fucking Andy Mac with the editing genius where he put his voice sort of like it was coming across a tannoy. <laughs> Mr. Dots, can you please sit down and put it away? <laughs> I, I didn't hear that part. I think we oh, made man, that I was talked about bashing white and I've been here tonight, remember? <laughs> Uh, me and Andy went to go for a smoke and Mike asked if he could bolt on it on the oh, sofa. Because I just got new internet. So my internet <laughs> finally gets delivered today and the first thing these guys ask me is... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Mike asked you. What? I wasn't going to ask you till later. Normal. I've brought along a bar worth of beverage. I'm going to get toasty. Mm. toasty. I'm no. Mikey Dots, isn't he? Mikey Dots is going to give us a lift to me and Andy Mark are getting lit. <laughs> I've still got to tell Chuff. Yeah, I might go out tonight. Just gonna say it might be out today, so give us a shout. But like, don't go like, on Tuesday and be like, "Hey, what are you up to, man?" Well, uh, we've, we've been hard at work behind the scenes trying to get um, some sort of testimonies from guests, favorite guests, favorite listeners. If we go into the thing, it should hook you up. I love this. What am I doing? Oh, never mind. It's not working. So maybe we'll do an intro on that, and then we can get into that. Yeah. Yeah, we're fucking around. Uh, yeah, no, I'm saying. <laughs> we're fucking around on the Wi-Fi. I'm trying to get I'm a buzzed. geek. That's all right. I don't need it. He's on it. I'm just about to go on it. No, I don't think I have <laughs> you. I don't think I have you. He. He. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. Fuck typing that password. Are you going to share that with me? Yeah. Oh, that's the game. Password's written on a I know, but in front of you. Have you read it? The yeah. password seems It's actually like, longer than the, Sky passwords normally the are. The password sounds like the noise you make where you trap your balls in your zipper. Like, <laughs> that's why I'm a button man. You're online now. I'm online, ready, ready to go. Pornhub. No, I'm Metal joking. interlocking teeth, New Year Junk. That's the, the guy who made the zipper. He said that was okay. What's that again, <laughs> Metal interlocking teeth near your junk. Oh, right, the guy yeah. who created the zipper, yeah. not near yours specifically. <laughs> you you looked at me like I want to. I was looking at my phone and the, all I heard was grinding teeth. It was your junk. I was just like, sorry. No, you looked up kind of concerned. I was yeah, like, I was oh, shit. Like, no, I don't want to like, do nothing to your balls. Don't worry about it. It's fine. That's because sober Mike's here. Drunk Mike <laughs> loves to do stuff to my balls. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back <laughs> to a very special edition of Perth's Premier Podcast. This is the 100th. Uh, I should probably get a better word with that. The 100th monkey sword fight with me, your host, the Thick King, Jordan Patrick, and my co-host, El Grande Nippes. Yes. Nippity Duda. Pod Daddy. Pod Daddy. Cons Man. The M-E-T-H-V-E-N. Man. Here I am. Here I am. The Medvin Man. Yes. Coming straight in with a word with dots. Word with dots. Oh. There's an ad. The price of an action is far greater than the cost of a mistake. Not bad. Yeah, I like yes. that. Fitting. That, that, that kind of goes against what my whole motto is. Like, when in doubt, do nothing. That's my whole fucking thing. <laughs> when in doubt, uh, do nothing. When in doubt, do nothing. And it just sorts itself out. Balls to the wall, man. There Balls to the wall. <laughs> Andy might looks disappointed with that when in doubt, do nothing. Sometimes it's an acceptable play. Yeah. All the time. But depends on the circumstances. Okay, yeah. That's your old dad in the background, Danny Mark on the ones and twos. Words of wisdom, what's happening? What's hey. <laughs> How are we, gents? We are well. Back here, recovered for the festive period. We have recovered. <sighs> Just. We all have a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. I got lit, I got some margaritas down me. Yeah. Took out my, one of my favourite photos ever of myself. Was that the one with you and Chaff? No, it was. <laughs> that's a good one too, but the one with me with the pimp hat and the mink scarf <laughs> in my neck. <laughs> Post on my, my loud ass trousers. Oh, it's beautiful. 
Um, Crazy place. Yeah, you were saying that you you had people over and that you used a, was it a, a neutral bullet to make alcoholic drinks? I don't think that the designers of the neutral bullet thought that. Good that friend of mine, Mark, uh, he rocked up to my house like a couple of hours before the party with two bottles of Patron, eight punnets of strawberries, and four bags of ice and a neutral bullet, and uh, made margaritas all night. Nice, perfect. It was beautiful. I got all my fruit. I don't need to eat fruit for the rest of the year. So what about the? Uh, because in the slush puppy machine that I got from my daughters, we, we made margaritas in that as well. And it was yeah. good, but the ice was still a little bit too chunky. Does the bullet kind oh, of whip bullet, it up, though? The bullet fucked the ice up, man. It was beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely like beautiful, honestly. Like, I had, like, bought a load of beer and some gin for myself. Never touched it all night. I was on the margaritas all night. Yeah. Oh, you know what the cons did, though? Cons went out of her way, went on, went on Amazon and got the margarita syrup. Ooh. Yeah. So we, we went and got, what's the, I said it wrong and I got abused for it. What's, like, the orange lick? liqueur that you use and it goes in margaritas what's it called I'm thinking coincidence but it's Cointreau 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 I, I said Cointreau and she was like Cointreau 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 shut up I can't talk <laughs> so we got that and we got um, lime juice and we, we mixed it up that way Oh, shit. And throw a little tequila in there on New Year's Eve. It does sound delicious. I'm actually at a party at Mark's tomorrow and I've been advised there will be margaritas there as well. Hey, I've decided margarita. this year I'm on it apparently like, no matter how much I try and stop myself having a drink you just said that you were going to the gym and you were doing very well. Oh, you mate, can't be on the gym. Take the guns. Go for it. All right. Touch that. Ooh, Thanks very much. That's a mass Thanks right very there. much. That's, a, that's like a... A fleshy mass. It's a hill. It's not that it. You should see the other one. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, yo. You're talking about doing a lot of drinking, but um, since we were here last week, I seem to have developed a bit of a taste for the old vodka and coke. You have? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know where that's come from because I've never been a vodka drinker. Oh, see. But then I developed a drink through the week called the Strawberry Sizzler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fill me the fuck in, please. What are the ingredients? So you need a red cup, party cup, because yeah. I've been drinking out of these all That's specific to the taste. Can we yeah. get this Can we get this on Instagram? You saying the instructions of the fucking strawberry sizzler? Oh, I'd like to make one for Instagram. I could oh. maybe do that next oh. week. That's yeah. fucking content. I love it. I love so, it. That would be rough. So you've got to put oh. the red cup. Yes. Fill it up with plenty of ice. Yes. You've so. got your vodka out of the freezer. Mm -hmm. Good at least double shot of that. Yeah. Then you've got strawberry gin. Oh. That's also in the freezer. Get that out. Bosh. Bosh. In with that. Fill that up with a little lemonade. Oh, and then okay. Mm -hmm. You've got basically like strawberry cordial, like double strength, like juice basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like a strawberry and raspberry one, diluting juice. Yes. Double strength. Put a whiz of that on the top and all the ice is like smashed up. So it's kind of like slushy ice. So it slowly, it quite I'm quickly dissolves into the like mm. into the drink, and it's just almost oh. margarita consistency. And it we gets talking? you fucked from the legs up. That's what Good I like about it. Stuff. You go for a piss, and you're like that, staggering Solid. down the stairs. The strawberry sizzler. I've already cold, but I'll drink to that. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm. Let's go. Have you ever made the drink, Mike? Have you ever made the drink? Uh made a drink on my own. You know what? I was gonna say. Um, Adam Carolla, he has a drink called Mangria. And it basically came about where he he was uh, drinking every night for a while. And then he just had a little bit of red wine, a little bit of vodka, and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mixed it all up. And it was just like, oh, this is potent. And it tastes good. And I'm drinking it. And he actually bottled the shit up and started selling it. And that oh, was very shit. successful. I yeah. once made but a drink and I only ever drank it once, me and my pals. This was a good, oh, fuck. 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago. Me Wait, can I just interrupt quickly? Is it Sizzla, S-S-I-Z-Z-L-A? No, Z-Z-L-E-R, Sizzler. Is that an honor of Sizzlers and Perth? No, not a do then. Sorry, continue. But we made this. So you know a diesel? Oh, I love a diesel. So that's, was it cider, lager, blackcurrant juice? 
So me and my pals, for some reason, made what we called a super turbo diesel. Mm-hmm. So it was cider, beer, shot of vodka, shot of whiskey, top that off with some black currant juice. Oh, nice. It wasn't it? I'll tell you that much for fuck See, off. See, we used to do them in Donskis, and it would be, it's when they used to do the tenants larger glasses, so oh, it was pint, a pint and a half. half. Yeah, 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 like yeah. A pint and a half glass of diesel, and then you'd put a black aftershock in the bottom of it. Diesel of death. Let's go. Oh man, you used to get so wrecked on them. I, used to, I was talking to somebody about uh, Donskis the other day. Yeah. What a boozer. I love Donskis. What a boozer. Where's, where's Donskis again? It's not there anymore. It used to be. In Union Lane. I was like, aye. See, Andy probably wouldn't have been out there. I remember what, I went out the night of the Scottish Cup final when Saints won it. Sorry, Andy. Oh, Sorry, it was, uh, But uh, like, so my, my pal Smith is a big Saints fan. So we all went through and watched the game. And we came back and we were in Donskis for that night. And that was one of the fucking the place was literally bouncing did you well, two have sex with Stevie May that night or did it was no nah, I pumped Smithy <laughs> <laughs> to be fair Donsky's was a big Saints boozer because Paul that ran it and then there was Pat and then all those guys like Doogie Johnson and all ah, that yeah, I don't want to drop second names now but Big Dukes big and all Dukes, that man. Like, they're all like big Saints tell you Saints what Big Dukes was, Miller Big Dukes was my uh, was my one of my managers when I worked at JJB mm-hmm. that boy you know, threw a house party by the way Tell you what, shout out to Big Dukes. Don't know if he even listens, but what a fucking guy. He's a good guy. I've known him for a long, long time. uh, Oh, man. Those were the days. So, yeah, creating drinks, eh? Creating drinks. Yeah, when we get big, that'll be the strawberry sizzler. We're bottling that shit, son. I want to know if the listeners can let us know what kind of crazy cocktails they make. Because shout out to Murray Ged. He makes a mean punch. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh. It, it's like brown. It's like looks like toilet water, but it tastes... Tell you... Because he puts orange juice in them all. Oh. Orange juice and Coke. Tell you what, say Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. She's one... Her drink is Jaeger and Iron Brew, but mm. she stopped for aging and has only started drinking it again since they released that limited edition 1901 stuff. Because it's the full sugar. See, I didn't get this. Why folk are like, like Iron it's quite Brew, tasty. It and like, but anyway, but she idea. used to make a mean fucking punch. She's not made one for a long time, but Rachel kind of her way a bit up on. I was going to say, I did make a drink. Okay. Uh, this is back in the day where, do you remember, it actually came from a terrible place, the the, the purple punch. Was it Jim Jones was a, he was a, not a dictator. He was kind of a, was it a cult leader? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy that um, made all those people fucking kill themselves. The Jamestown. Jamestown. Yeah. Jamestown. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Um, Cameron came up with something called purple punch. Or the scissor. Mm-hmm. It was just like in a purple frosted bottle, and it was basically like a kind of a heavy liquor. And then there was also hypnotic. It was kind of a green thing, but you mix it together, and it's called the Hulk. You call uh, they call yeah. it the Hulk, right? So um, smashing. Actually, no. You mix Hennessy and the the uh, the uh, Hennessy and the hypnotic together, and they call it the Hulk because people usually get violent on it. <laughs> That's yeah. why. So, but I mix the two liqueurs together. I, I mix the purple stuff and I mix the the, the Hulk together. I'm not sorry. Whatever the green shit was, mix that together. Got so fucked up, but I didn't have a name for it. What's something that's purple and green that you could call like a fucking unicorn or something? I don't purple know. and green. That's it's mostly the Hulk. Yeah, call it Deadly Heather. <laughs> I was thinking about the Joker, like a purple. Oh, oh yeah. the Joker original Joker. Yeah, yeah, I will say like that super turbo diesel. I had two pints of it and it was game over. Like, yeah, I was only seventeen at the time. Still made it to the dancing. Those were the days. Stay eh? in power. Stay in power. How are we anyway, chaps? We all good? We are good, yeah. We're, so I was thinking we've so rather than feedback, I mean we have actually we've got a few comments, things that we've maybe need to catch up on. We're also uh, we've we've managed to get a few 
uh, nice wee testimonials for, uh, from good friends, good listeners. Yes. Some feedback. We're also maybe going to have a wee special call later oh. with, a, with a certain fan. Oh, good times. See how that goes. Uh, so we'll, we'll jump into the, the DMs because we have had quite a few and we've maybe been fucking lacking and reading them out. So let me just get my get the monkey certified DMs up, see who's been sliding in. Um, Paul Leesk shudders. He um, meshes in to say... <laughs> Shudders? Shudders. Because he's a wee laddie, but he's got the shudders of an absolute walrus. <laughs> he's a wee tank. I'm telling you, Paul, he's, he's, he's just him, him and his brother Mark. They're the two of the smallest guys you want to meet, but fucking nails. Uh, he messages in and say, things you can say during football and sex. Oh, yeah. Slide me in. Hey! Good for yourself, Leesky boy. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um, Roddy Badass talking about uh, bad Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. Denim car seat covers. Told the old man they were shit and I wanted a CD player. Cue massive argument. Eventually got a CD player. There you go. We'll put a photo of these on the Facebook because they are fucking rotten. Have you seen that, Mike? Oh, that's rank. That is that's brutal. terrible. It's like the inside of a cowboy's arsehole. Oh. That's hellish. <laughs> a Canadian uh, cowboy's asshole. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> uh, let's have a look. Uh, Alex McClintock of Andy's Man Club. Boring Christmas presents. Andy Mack, uh, same as Andy Mack, 94 electric bass guitar, 95 electric guitar. However, they were both genuinely life-changing. Is this Ali? This might be, oh, this is Ali Cook. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm still playing both instruments. I've never found a guitar. I prefer my cheap Westbury, including fancy, fancy strats and Les Pauls. Can I just throw in something quickly on that? Like, just to back Ali up, like, you know, you could go and buy a custom shop strat from Fender from California, mm-hmm. four and a half grand. Okay. And it might not play <laughs> and sound as good as a 200 quid Japanese Squire Stratocaster. Mm-hmm. Really? It's just, it's a weird thing. Like, a guitar is a weird thing. Some of them feel great. And some of them, although they're expensive, don't actually feel that great for just the way well, that your hand's designed, the way that you play. There's so many subtle little nuances in playing guitar that, you know... Along the years, I've, I've, I've had my bass. I've had my bass for about oh, maybe fifteen years. And I don't think it's a name brand. It's, it's G two. I think it's the only one. There's the the little like sort of signature on the the, the machine head. Mm-hmm. But I fucking love it. And over the years, I've I've went to look for buying new ones, and I just all I've done is replace the strings because over the years, I just nothing feels as good as that end does. Yeah, it's a weird one with the instruments like that. Do you even play your bass anymore? Every now and again, but like, didn't have the time. Yeah, you want me to properly sit down? I'd like to do it more this year. I'd like to get back because there's like a little the wee man makes me listen to fucking songs that are recorded because he thinks it was cool it was in a band. Because he's like, he's still that age where he thinks if you're in a band, you were probably famous. He doesn't know that you know, like, you can have amateur people being in a band. So, like, (laughs) I I asked him once, I played him one of the tunes off the SoundCloud ages ago, and like, I'd like to for him because he started playing the drums. Right. So it'd be nice to be able to like have a wee jam with a wee man at some point. Here so I can get a shot of it one night because uh, I still need to buy a new bass, but I haven't done because it's not something you're going to buy online. Mate, it's not I'll like buying you, a MIDI keyboard. So I'll, 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 you can have a loan of it indefinitely because it's just one of the things I've no time for. You'll get me a use out of it and then it's sitting in the true. wee man's room. So we'll might see. need to boil the strings. Just <laughs> <laughs> get new ones. What I will mean? say as well, well, um, well for, for Mike. What do you mean boil them? So it's a, instead of buying new strings, sometimes the strings just get a little bit heavy with dust or whatever. Yeah. So an old trick is that if you stick them in a pan and just lightly boil them, it brings all the scum out and you can ah, get a little bit more life out of them. Ah, 
learning shit. You think shit? about a string up close, it's ridged mm-hmm. because yeah. it's, it's a piece of metal that's got metal wound around it and all that skin and yeah. dead stuff. It's all become stuck to it and yeah. you get a layer of gunk on the string. So, so they're not bright, they become really dull. Yeah, but essentially they've been damaged. Mate of mine told me to do it. I was like, "This will be passion." I swear it. Like literally, I got a good another six months use. Out of oh, them. cool! I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just in a personal. I don't recommend. I recommend just buying new strings. Yes, I'm a cheap yeah. cunt. So, bass <laughs> bass strings are expensive. Yeah, exactly. That's thing. I will say just in a personal note to say thank you for everyone who messaged in with congratulations to me and Chuff. Yes, I got quite a few nice messages. Stosh, Andy Henderson, to name but a few. Um, Andy Henson also commented on the drunk episode. What did he say? Um, latest episode was a belter. Still got about half an hour, but it was cracking. Um, he also said less beeps. I want to hear the dirty gossip and all the grot <laughs> chat. <laughs> you got to bring your ass here and sit oh, in yeah. with us then, because get you back in, son. Um, but no, that's just for me. We got some patrons. Want to rattle off there? Michael? We do. Yeah, Ali Cook. Fine, sir. Cook. That you are. Craig. Chatting a lot with Ali Cook. Good man. Craig McCaffrey. Craig D. Danielle Miller. Frey Sarifi. Shout out to Rivi. Night and day. Got a nice wee message for PJ to play to the boys later. Oh, oh nice. Right, badass. Hot rod. Uh, Sean Bartlett. Big Sean. And Steven Stosh Tosh. Talk about Dungeons and Dragons in the comments Tell today. Tell you what, right, I'm saying, I swear to God, if we can get a camera situation set up here, that needs to be done for the Patreon. I'd love to see Andy Mack playing D&D. Why? Because I think it'd be hilarious. <laughs> I honestly do. Cracking. Cracking content. Well, thanks to our Patreons, we've got um, a little bit of cash saved up that we could maybe put towards something like a camera or some fairly entry-level bit of equipment to give us more visuals to go with the audio. Mm, yes. We're not well, going to be able to spend hundreds or thousands of pounds, but we've maybe got enough there to start thinking about what we could do in the coming sort of weeks and months ahead. For real. So thank you. Yeah. Who is it? Who is that? Don't hear yeah. It would be good to get like some more video in there. Everyone's doing video now, so I feel like I, I don't know about you guys, but the tripod. since we started, well, Andy, you thought you were looking at green screens, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. Of course, it was. <laughs> Andy's always been a creative guy, and like I was just saying when we got here, Andy's got his, his setup like with his keyboards and his like the production. You see the videos now. I'd love to be able to do something like that, but like this podcast, I don't know if you're the same, mate. It's just it's such a nice feeling to be able to be part of something, create oh, something, yeah. and I always want to like go a little bit further with it. Which one of these bottles is doing a shake again? Yeah, it's right moving around a bit. Yeah, uh, uh, I agree four thousand percent. And when I, I was in Portsmouth the last couple of days, and it was like customer service training that we were doing. I don't really deal with customers anymore, but like people who I work with in yeah. the business are my customers, I guess you can say. And stakeholders, um, that's, a good, that's a good line, that Mike. Stakeholders, <laughs> yes, they're all my stakeholders. And uh, I was just thinking, just <coughs> when, when I was heading off the bed, I was thinking like. The times when I first started my job, I even came on here and I talked about it and I was struggling. I was like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, you know, I need to come up with, I need to be, sometimes I need to be creative in my job. And then I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't think of content. I was like, you know what? We all think of so much content for this show every single week mm-hmm. and it just comes natural to us. It's just me directing my brain toward that and not yeah. necessarily just the podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and that's really helped me. It's helped those creative juices start flowing and it's helped me be better at my I, job. I feel more confident in day-to-day life. Yeah. I don't know if that's... It might just be me blowing smoke up or on us, but I, I genuinely feel since... Do you know I remember when we started doing this, we were a bit sort of shy and telling people, oh, I've got a podcast. Bro. Yes. But now I'm like, oh, I'll fucking yeah. I'll check my podcast out. I don't give a yeah. fuck. Like, and it was like the same as my... The, if anyone's checked out the Facebook and the Instagram, my, my friend Alex um, drew us a new... Thank you, Alex. Um, Maurice. 
uh, very talented artist. Like he's been doing like a Star Trek series, mm-hmm. um, and I was actually scrolling through some of his earlier stuff on Instagram. Like definitely going to have a wee scour. It's Hawk, at Hawkatorium um, on Instagram, but like it's just so. I don't. I don't know what the feeling is. Don't know how to describe the feeling. Like when when we release an episode and you listen back and you find yourself saying, oh, "That's fucking good." Yeah. And I don't like. You don't like blow your nose, but like I genuinely feel that this is a good show. Yeah, I think so too. I'm, I'm proud of this every single week. There's not been a single episode, <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't listen back. I think fucking right. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we've got is it good chemistry. The guests come on like. We've genuinely evolved as how we run this, like when we interview people, which I'm looking forward to getting back into and getting guests back on this year. We do, yeah. We need to get into it. I just think that we hit such a stride with just the three of us, though. And I know that we took some time off there, mm-hmm. but I, some of my favorite episodes over our last, you know, hundred episodes have been when it's just been us three. Because I think that we, yeah, we we cut back. We, I mean, we cut I, loose. I, I, I mean. don't know if anyone is. Well, we don't have to dedicate such a large portion of the show to talking to somebody else about what they yes. do and letting them basically sort of run with mm-hmm. the narrative. You know, we try and direct them, but it's up yeah. to them to then fill it in and we kind of sit back and then reflect on it and then offer points. Mm. Whereas well, this, we just chat shit. Okay. <laughs> but you know what I think as well? Like, I, was, I, was, I can't remember who I was talking about this, but it was like, it's difficult when you get to a certain age mm. to find time to hang out with your mates. That too. Do you know what I mean? But this is like, <laughs> it's like once a week we get a few hours to actually sit with our pals and chat shit. Like even if we didn't have the microphones and that here, we could sit and do this for hours. If I, nice. if we didn't have this, I wouldn't be. I don't know what. I don't know where, what I'd be doing. I don't know what kind of male company I'd have besides you. Especially if you're <laughs> asking you your male friends if you can rattle one off in their living room. Oh God, I was joking. <laughs> don't know if you. Will, By the like. way, I'll clean up the stain on the couch. There was Mike. <laughs> you know what? You were talking before about telling people being initially uh, being afraid to tell people about the podcast and then bragging about it to a certain extent. So um, we were in Keith visiting Connie's uh, grandmother. And um, Connie was up and having a shower, and then I was just on the couch. We were talking. We were talking about Donald Trump because that was right after the whole Iran thing. And then she was like, "Oh, Connie told me that you have a you have a podcast." She, and she handed me her new phone. She was like, "Subscribe me to it." And I listened to it, and this was right after the one that we just did. And I was like, "Look, there's a lot of foreskin talking this, <laughs> and I don't know if this is." So she handed me the phone and I actually subscribed to it and then I kind of unsubscribed to it and I was like, oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to know if I want to listen to it. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll let her listen to it. She was cool. She's really cool for, you know, a grandma or granny, you know what I mean? Like she's really cool. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Let her listen to it. I'm sure she'll get a couple of laughs out of it anyway. So that was the same when like I first helped my mom about it. And like, I think she listened to the first episode as a way of, oh yeah, I'm proud of you son for doing something. But like, like she listens all the time now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a nice feeling. Do you know what I mean? That people, especially people you know, who listen off their own back. Yeah. And then there's people that I don't know super well, like uh, Danielle Miller, for example. Yeah. I've known Danielle for years, never super well, but like she's always on about the podcast or she's always tagging it or she's listening to it. And you know what I mean? That's a nice feeling. That is a nice feeling. The people take the time to do that. That's awesome. People like Ali take the time out of their day, as I know Ali's a busy man, has a very busy job, to write paragraphs of shit. Well, that thing as well. Do you not feel like, like. Interesting shit. You you played with Ali at the Hurricanes, I'm sure. Yeah? I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd never actually met Ali in person. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But like now, I don't know if you're the same idea. I consider him a pal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he could probably sit down at that table right now and. It wouldn't be awkward or it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be at all like, okay, I don't really know what this is about this guy or how he feels about it. Like, I actually know a lot about Ali, uh, Ali. without actually him telling us a huge amount about himself. Yeah, yeah. 
but Ali's but talked about it. He's talked about trying to come up and do an episode. He's messaging me all the time, so it's hopefully going to happen this he's year. He's always happen. messaging me. He's like, fucking, I'm sure he does it when he's had a few beers and that. Hey, he's <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm just like, he's, curr- he's currently, currently in Norway just now. He messaged me earlier, so fucking big shout out to Ali. Like, so. Ali's partial to a whiskey as well, so yeah. we'll get the whiskey zoom. He's always yeah. at it. Yeah, man, I'm sat with this keyboard. I've got this software. What do you think of this? Yeah, I'm trying to get back into this. And then I'm like, yeah, go for it, man. Fuck like, I, man. I can do it. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And I think as well. Guy, man. I think we've talked about this before. Like we've always known each other, maybe not as well as we do now, mm-hmm. but it's now up to the point where we're, we're fucking close pals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's nice. It's nice to have friends in your thirties. We should talk about that. I don't know. Have we ever talked about how we first started talking and, and, and how we met? I don't think so. Actually, no. Well, I I remember. Well, I remember Mike because you were one of six black guys that worked at SSE. Now of sixteen in Perth. So yeah, well, that's good. And then Andy, up there. Andy was one of the faces you knew about. Uh, the place that shall not be named. Yes. Like, and I remember we'd sort of know each other, say hiya, and then we, you were my coach. Oh yeah, that was like fucking ten, at least ten years. No, ago. no, like, it was only about seven, seven or eight. But it was it was a lot? It was because I, I, I remember it from where oh, okay, it was maybe, in, in yeah. the company, and then we just started talking about music, and yeah. then we started hanging out, and mm-hmm. it was always every now and again we'd hang out, and then I think Mike, you were the same, and then it was more because you were working with Vicky. Well, yeah, we, no, we worked together at the place that shall not be yeah. named in a team together. Yeah, 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 that's right. Uh, and then we almost gave, our hearts almost exploded because we were getting energy drinks as rewards. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> those were the days. So he, got, he, got, he got a tin of Rockstar every time he made a sale. And you know, you used to have those, like, those days when you were on absolute hot streak. Yeah. I absolutely murdered it one day to the point where... <laughs> My manager took me off the phone, gave me the walkie-talkie because I had to walk He's around. Because like, my eyes were like, popping out my skull. I remember that day because I didn't get to sleep till like four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we, so we were in that team together. And I, I remember you asking me about the Hurricanes at that time. And then later on, of course, you would come to play. Yeah. And I remember talking to you. I remember Dav told me to talk to you a bunch That's of times. That's right, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's like, oh. Because we used to talk about hip-hop every now and then. Yeah. He always tried to get me to listen to... <clears throat> Not, not not really mainstream artists because I like he was in the battle artists. rap and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah and then he was, he was like oh talk to Andy Mac talk to Andy Mac he's a, he's a hip hop producer and I was like fucking this is like my third year I was like Perth <laughs> <laughs> and then one day out of the blue you sent me I don't remember you sent me a message on Facebook and you sent me some of your shit and I was like oh I was like this is fucking hot I was, and then you, we were talking about uh, your dad and everything and yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. states and I was like oh I got an American friend yeah. you know someone from America me and my always used to like walk past each other and just like you know you talk about the black guy nod even though I'm not black. <laughs> Might just, me and Mike would just walk past each other like with the hands on that. I always remember you swagging around in there, and I was kind of like, I want to get to that point. That was when my like in that in that part of the business, I was like, oh, I want to be a coach so bad. That was like that was like my pinnacle. I was like, I want to do that. Oh no! <clears throat> oh man, those were the days. Because yeah, I remember the first Crazy. time I hung out with Andy Mack, and we fucking like. Because I always you always think like me sometimes I'm doing music. Yeah, it's yeah, when like someone's like like. You know them, they're like, ah, oh, right, you're in a band. Right? And then we sat down at Andy's room, and we sat for like three hours one night talking about music, and Andy played me some of his shit, and I was just like, how is this just like a guy in his fucking, like, that was my first yeah. experience with like someone just working out of their fucking front room doing yeah. music. Because at that time, I don't think people were doing it like that at that time. Now everyone with a laptop is a fucking DJ now or a producer or something. But well, we at were, that time, we were it wasn't like it that. on the way here that you put that video up of your, your break with oh, Connie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, have you been practicing your laptop? He's like, no, it's an app on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, that thing is like, a guy like you'll be able to tell the difference, but a complete novice might hear something someone's knocked up on their phone. Yeah. Like, that sounds pretty fucking good because the truth of the matter is, it does sound all right. 
But like you have been doing this for fucking how long? Um, do you know if I could say one regret of that strategy has been that I wish I'd done more YouTube and stuff like that when I was doing that right back in the day because had I done that oh, and probably yeah. kept that as a thing going, see, it's a lot harder to start doing it now. So now I'm not so keen on it. I'm more interested in okay, what other avenues? What's, what's next? What's next? Can I get ahead of the curve some way? But uh, yeah, that was interesting because I think a lot of folks think, how the fuck can you do that? I'm just like, bro, MySpace. Yeah. yeah. MySpace and then the early days of Facebook and that, and it's just like you're making beats and you're just contacting people and fucking... But I think it's as well, what you've you've done... I, I, mean, I don't, my... I don't think this okay. should be a suck-off Andy Mack episode, but the fact of the matter is as well that like Scottish hip-hop is not a well-respected scene mm-hmm. outside of Scotland, maybe outside of the UK. Mm-hmm. You've worked with people all over the world. Do you know what I mean? And it's it's not, and it doesn't it doesn't come off as a novelty act, which I think a lot of Scottish rappers can sometimes maybe experience. Do you did you find that actually? Because I remember you talking about as a the guy's name is Deluxe. Oh, Will Deluxe. Will Deluxe. Yeah, oh, I remember you saying that when you first start meeting people like that, were they kind of like you're from you're from Scotland? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. What, what, did you get any that, random questions? No, nah, but it used to get. Um, I actually think it used to be like advantageous to an extent. Because although I didn't really work with a lot of Scottish artists or UK-based artists for, for years, it was all MySpace and international. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people were like, oh, yo, this guy's from Scotland. Do you think you're, maybe right. you were at an advantage because you weren't actually a rapper? Maybe. Which I think is maybe what... Maybe. Some, I think that's what sometimes... And like you said, we've had Barkwright and Ghost. Do you know what I mean? There's, um, I don't know. Guys like Loki out there who like, I think are so talented, but I think Scottish rap can maybe be completely ignored because it's from Scotland whereas because you were a producer you were making the beats mm-hmm. do you know what I mean that yeah, you would just say that them was, the that's what people w- heard was different um, all I would say probably just to tie up is that strategy although folk would say well how come you know you don't earn more money or how come you don't say have attained this next level or whatever I kind of can still look at it and go well I still built a career out of it mm-hmm. you know I still get paid for what I do I'm building a nice studio at the moment obviously now I've got the pod as well and then look at what that's led to doing by well, the job that I do true. now. Yeah. Which is not running about being a coach, rock star about my fucking head. <laughs> it's not being that's... a university lecturer. Yeah. So, you know, whether whatever your level of success is, that strategy has still paid off. Because I also say with that strategy, you've been in the game so long that everybody else around you, it's not necessarily that you got lucky. It's more a case of that everybody that's around you fucking flaked and dropped out and gave up. Mm-hmm. And you were one of only a handful left and there were opportunities. Yeah, of course, you've got the young team coming through underneath. But mm. what you've got over them is an experience and, you know, you've, you've learned your effect. craft. And as I say, a lot of people then in your generation already flaked and dropped out, which meant the prizes uh, again, were a lot easier I, for you to I don't need to smoke up your ass, but since we've done this podcast, I try and copy your work ethic in my own life. So, <laughs> Party hard, work hard, play hard. Work hard, play hard. Like it's like we've talked about. We might call him the big nipper. Do you know what I mean? Like, I now find myself like I used to struggle with a differentiation between like playing the game or coming across as aggressive. Yeah. But now I've managed to find that sort of middle route where yeah, like because that was only I'd maybe hold back sometimes because I know I've got a temper on me. But from doing this podcast, speaking to you, hearing the way you've talked to me, I've managed to learn that middle ground. Mm-hmm and carry myself on. And you know what else? And this is maybe you just saying that kind of put this in my head. Uh, Cause you were saying about how 
maybe producing like people didn't know how to do it it's just kind of doing it and that's kind of I always thought about that because I heard it from Adam Carolla who I mentioned before they were like well, how do you start a podcast they're like you just start a podcast you just do it we mm. started with a fucking phone yeah. like in the kitchen you but know that's what I mean? the funny thing is it was, just it was, do it it was know? Mike who put the app in the group chat that we had for our, the first sort of round the first time you joined yes. the Fantasy Mike put in the bumpers app and I was, I've always I always in my whole life I wanted to do radio always because I talk shit like the best of them uh-huh. You know what I mean? So and then when podcasting, I was like, I always want to do it. Same with stand-up, I was like, I can make people laugh. I can do this type of shit. And that's why, like, when Matt went to China, I was straight away I was like, well, don't want to give this up. Mm-hmm. And that's why I came to Mike because I know you were into that shit too. Let me just kind of hopefully round this off by making the simple comparison that is this: there was nobody that gave you guys a book on how to start a podcast. I got on board after like 15 episodes and said, I can help you with the audio side and what it takes to then get it to there. But we still, I don't really necessarily, I make out like I do all the time with you guys <laughs> in the group chat. But I don't have the, I've never read the book. I don't know what the strategy is. I'm, I'm fucking winging it as much as you guys are. Yeah. But what we've done is we've just been persistent. We kept at it, we kept at it, we kept at it. I'll bet there was millions of other fucking podcasts that started around the world in the last three years. Probably hundreds in Scotland alone. Mm-hmm. But they don't operate anymore because they didn't have the, the drive, the work ethic, and they weren't prepared to take the knocks or say, oh, well, we only got 15 downloads this week. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You know, you stay persistent. You might sit here in 10 years and continue doing this, the three of us, and by then, who knows what the setup but, might be? But, who knows what opportunities we might afford ourselves by continuing to work hard and keep striving for that next this level. This is this is how serious I, I took this. So when me and Megan were to, me and Chuff were talking about having kids, mic. help yourself. When me and Chuff were talking about having kids, mm-hmm. right? One of the questions I asked just to myself and Monsieur, I was at. Wonder if the boys would mind doing the podcast here when the burns just. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But that's you wouldn't like, want us laughing it up, waking the kid up. But that thing is like. I, I don't ever want to stop doing this. No, me either, no. Like, it's even, like therapy. For yeah, me, it yeah, feels yeah. like therapy. Even if yeah. we have, like, we get to the point where we have 10 listeners. Yeah. I was just saying, Andy, when me and Chuff were talking about having Burns, I can I asked how we would do the podcast when the kid was newborn, and Megan's like, ah, they can always come It'll here. He'll be fucking guesting in his first <laughs> week, man. Like, <laughs> I've just got it strapped in a papoose. I got him on my shoulder burping him as I'm doing the right. pranas. I'll still so. say more than Murray did <laughs> <laughs> when he was on. Right, let's say, uh, let's sort of interject on us sucking each other off with uh, oh. a wee um, message from one of our, our favourite previous guests, uh, Rana Marathon. So let's take it away, Rana. Monkey sword fight on episode of Hunter. It's Rana Marathon here, you ken me, I'm the runner. Boys, I can't believe it, I'm absolutely scunnered that yous have made it this far, fuck me, a hunter. What a bunch of cunts putting on a weekly show provided every month. I mean cunts like good cunts before Mike takes a fit and your old da Andy spits the dummy fee's lip and JP in the background laughing at such abuse. But that's what happens when you let me on the show, I can't help the tongue run loose. Brilliant. Quality, Rana. Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank Rana. you, Rana. That's, that's another one of the, like, I was, uh, was talking about this, like, so me and, me and Chuff were starting to do, like, a, an initial guest list for the evening part of the wedding. And, like, I put, like, Rana's on there, because, like, since we've done the show, because it was Barclay mentioned her when he first came on, sat in my living room, and since then, Rana's become one of my best pals. Like, yeah. and we're, like, with a blend in, stand out, do you know what I mean, a spoken word. Just, like, having somebody to chat to, like, it's always hard once you get to a certain age making new friends. Do you know what I mean? So like, 
Thank you very much, Rana. So what do you think, boys? If there is another example of just not accepting that, you know, folk are, you know, no into poetry or don't want a night, no, fuck that. You're getting a night anyway. And I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to give you yep. a regular show every single month. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to also go out and do my own thing and keep building my name that's linked with my brand, a blend, a blend in, stand out, and, and everything just. She's, she's away. Hey, it's this Sunday. She's at great the, example of just getting your head down and getting on with it. Man. This Sunday, she's at the Scottish Slam Championships or the World, whatever. Oh, yeah, it was you the papers, I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, this is like I'm sure she'll be all right with me saying this, but I remember when she came to me because she had some poems and she wanted to record some stuff. And I was talking, I was like, How long have you been doing poetry for? She'd be like, Oh, I've been doing it my whole life, always sat there and written poems, that kind of thing. But I've never let anyone hear any of the stuff. And now look at her. Mm. I know. Oh, it's absolutely Coached hustler. her through that first session like <laughs> a pro. <laughs> now, man. You're so like Simon Cow. You need that recording. Come help your old dad. But, no, yeah, no, I mean, seriously, fair play. Absolute up. hustler as well. It's like starting to working on our soft two burns. Mm -hmm. Like, just an example of some of the hardest working, one of the hardest working people in Perth. Doing uni, she was at uni for a while. At uni, she yeah. started up the business with her pal, um, the, the trainer, I've completely forgotten name, who's, they've asked to come on because they've started up that new place as well. So, all right, Get him on the show. Yeah. Happy days. <laughs> um, fuck I. Right, Mike, I want to actually get this before we do any more. Okay. I, I, I was saying beforehand, Mike is the biggest contributor to the, the shared notes that we have. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess this is about your travel experience this week with work. It is. Not so, the last thing, though. Not the last thing. <laughs> that would be weird if it was. <laughs> Can I just say, we've got this massive thing about Mike just going on an absolute... I could tell he's, like, angrily typed this. Here, good grammar and punctuation, but still, angrily typed this. And then right at the bottom of the story, it just says, breast milk. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll start with that first. So um, my, my, my boss now... Like a couple of years ago, he always used to tell this story. Anytime we had like a conference call or anything, he would always tell this story about how I tasted my ex's breast milk. Like that's that's not professional at all. And I used to be like, yo, man, don't don't, don't say that in front of people. But I'll tell you what happened. And Andy's looking at Jordan kind of in a weird but way. Why right? did you bring that up? <laughs> because we were talking about no, no, not you. Like, no, no, oh, why would he you? bring it up? Yeah, but, oh, but he wasn't my, yeah, why would you bring it up in the first place? <laughs> he wasn't my manager. Hey, your mic been sucking on those tits, bro. <laughs> He wasn't my manager at the time, right, okay. but it's still weird <laughs> to, to bring it up. But we were talking about kids and, and, and everything, and then breast milk came up, and they were like, have you tried it? And I was like, well, yeah, I took a, not out of, out of a source, you know what I mean? Not from the teat, you know what I mean? It was in the, it was from, it was in a bottle, you know what I mean? She pumped it out, and it was in the bottle, and I was like, you know what, I'll take a little swig of that and see what's going on. Right. And it didn't taste like anything, by the way. But then it's I kinda, told kinda, him that. kind of sweet. It kind of <laughs> reminded me of almond milk. Almond milk. Have you tried it? Not yet. Cut that. Cut that. Sorry. Carry on. That's the booze kicking in. Um, have you tried it as well? Yeah. All right. Good. That's good enough. So um, from the source. From the source. <laughs> no, I was from the bottle. So um, yeah, I just took a little swig of it, and that was fine. So I, I, I told them, kind of half joking. And then from then on, every time we had a call, it was like, Mike, tell me about the breast milk. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Let's not. <laughs> got the CEO on the phone here. And we're talking about, well, you know, ex's titties. You that know, might definitely that. something I say. Like. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> when I saw him, I, I reminded him of that last time I saw him. And he was like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good podcast thing. On, on a conference call. <laughs> bring that up. Once on a conference call, um, I, uh, I logged in. And a lot of the people I work with are from down south. Um, 
I don't make any assumptions to their, their leanings. However, they, they was on the call and it was around the time of the the Winston Churchill debacle when the, the wee ginger uh, SNP guy called him a war criminal. Mm-hmm. So they were chatting. I just, I logged on Would the you? call. I logged on the call and they were chatting away and I goes, ah, ah but the guy was a war criminal, eh? <laughs> crickets. <laughs> Absolute crickets. And I was just like, all right. And ever since that point, whenever I go down, politics are never discussed. Funnily enough, when the oh. giant bearded Scottish guy walks in the room, no one wants to talk about English politics. He got he has a ski and do in his bag. Watch out. Don't ever talk about politics at work. Nah. No, nah. you can't do that. Politics nah. and religion can't Made that mistake work. once in the first independence referendum, got too far too involved, and I was just like, Do you know what? Like, who am I to sit and tell anybody that uh, they're thinking the wrong way mm-hmm. because I think differently um, and in work that's not good no. it actually causes divisions and that. Right. you better just keep your mouth shut on, on a political note has anyone seen what's number one in the UK and Irish charts just now no what's that a song by uh, an Irish band called the Wolf Tones mm-hmm. called Come Out You Black and Tans Uh-oh. referencing the, the, the Irish constabulary which was a they were effectively regarded as the British enforcers back during Whatever, like back in like the twenties and the troubles, like they were, they'd done some pretty horrific shit. Mm-hmm. And the current Irish government wanted to commemorate them, which was then scrapped because of a backlash from the Irish people. Mm-hmm. So this is a, it's pretty, it's not, it's not a rebel song. But it, is, it is a song about rebellion, and um, the people have currently got it to number one in both the UK and Irish charts. So that should oh. be interesting. Come Radio One on a Sunday to see what <laughs> goes down. That out. Yeah, they're probably going to skip that one anyway. Let's continue about Mike's travel woes, please. Oh, yeah. So I was in, had to head down to Portsmouth again, as I need to do now quite often for work. Um, so we get to, I'm on my way. I normally check in for our flights the night before, just so it's out of the way and you get your boarding pass and everything. So I was doing it on the way to the airport this time just because my flight was at six. So I had to be at the airport for around like four or 4.30. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, let me just do it now. And it wouldn't let me do it. So... I was like, maybe it's just because I got low service on the way to the airport. So we finally get up to security and I go to do it again. It didn't let me. So I had to go back downstairs, if you know Edinburgh Airport, back mm-hmm. downstairs to the little, you know, the little desk area. And so I go, we go up to the lady, it was me and one of the, the girls I work with. And we're like, yeah, we can't check in. It's, it's giving us this error message. And the lady's like, do you have your ID? I'm like, yeah, I have an ID, but the app's not working here. Do you, 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 here's my ID. The app's not working here. Can we get our boarding passes? Type, type in, type in. Hands our ID back with the boarding pass. Doesn't say anything else. I was like, "Why do the the shittiest people do customer facing jobs? What, what? Why don't you just go do? I understand it was early in the morning, right? Fair enough. Why work there then? If you're upset, right, right. why I, work there? I'm going to count at you because I read this and I thought this is what you're going to go. So in a place that shall not be named, yeah. Did you, a hundred percent of the time, come across smiley and friendly while speaking to customers? I never. It was impossible in that place, in the place that shall not be named, to not have a conversation and not go have a back and forth. In my opinion, I, of course, I didn't come to work. I, I I've had a bad day before I'm work. Yes, yeah. but it was impossible for me not to have a conversation. This lady didn't even have a conversation. It was like ID, and then she didn't say, "Oh yeah, maybe the app was working." There wasn't an apology. There wasn't anything. Mm-hmm. Like it was just nothing. And I was like, "That sucks." For all you know. She, she could have had a bad day. She could have literally 10 minutes ago had her arse chewed by her boss because she was 15 minutes late for work because she had to drop the kids off for some preschool thing before she had to... Had to what we're telling whatever. you, Mick, is you're in the wrong in this situation. I'm, I'm not in the wrong. <laughs> no, no, but I get... I, get, I, I can't actually drift, mean, man. I Listen, I used to do a, a forward-facing job like that 
um, in sales actually in comma I did it for like a year and a half yeah and I think the difference in that is you've got motivation motivation to be like hi how's it going do you yeah. know what I mean because you're going to get some extra commission some money but if you're just standing there getting a wage for dealing with Joe public face to face it's a fucking hard game that's good yeah. I, I, I hear a few chuff all the time like, like, as well. and as well as that the general public are arseholes. Fair enough, I get that. No, no, but that's I wasn't being an no, asshole. No, that's what I mean, but like, you know how tough it must be. Like, I, I, some of the stories I hear for Chuff on a day-to-day basis yeah. are frightening. Like, I couldn't, I can never picture her in that situation and not like saying more than like or less know, than a sentence. Definitely, definitely. It's, it's, it's bad customer service, but it, like, I think it's it must be a fucking. It must be hard. hard. Go you're right. You're right. Especially, I, think about it this way, right? The majority of people that are going to come through the airport, or a lot of people, are super happy they're going on holiday. Yeah. Absolutely buzzing. So it's going to be easy. It's 4.30 in the morning, you're all you're about to crack into Witherspoons, get yourself a 4.30 in the morning pint because you're going on holiday, who gives a fuck? This person's stuck there to send you on your way. That must be hard going. Fair enough. But saying that, good customer service, like me and Chuff went to the cinema the other day, and the last behind the desk was like, in that three, four minutes we were there, Chatting away, hitting the crack. I was like, that's fucking good customer service. It is. So it is like, I do, you, you do appreciate good customer service, but I don't know if you're the same as me. Like, since working in a customer service role, mm-hmm. I give them so much more leniency than. Me too. Now, you know the problem I've had with my internet, how many phone calls I've had with Sky. I haven't been lenient. In fact, I've been the complete opposite way. I've had calls in the last two days where their advisors have signed off by calling me buddy, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then got off on and had their managers calling me back, having listened to the... I had one of the managers, Margaret, calling me, having listened to the call. I was like, yeah, Margaret, you know, I know I actually said a swear word in the middle of it, but I was very frustrated. However, your advisor did this, 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 and this throughout the call. That I wasn't happy. And I mentioned all the... Just like being a coach again. Yeah. And it's funny how many favours that has done me. My service was meant to be another seven days. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, I, you'll be the same, I don't know if you'll be the same me. as me. There's a difference as well, though and I've got this from being on the other end of that phone, is that even if I'm angry, don't lose my shit. Yeah, me either. But you know, you, know, you say, what's your escalation procedure? Yeah. Oh, Can right. I speak, do you know what I mean? That type of stuff, but like, you're not going to what the fuck do you think you're doing? You're absolutely useless. Like, you know what I mean? So you know how to speak to people in customer service mm-hmm. without being a total dickhead. But the thing is, you also then know how, how to play the system. Like exactly, yeah. So I'm just like, okay, no problem. Uh, so I'm going to speak to Ofcom about this because I've now been off supply for 14 days. You've missed my delivery date. It's now the 26th of December, for example, mm-hmm. 27th, let's say. Um, so basically, I need to now speak to your manager. I need you to escalate me to your complaints department and I'm going to open a complaint with Ofcom. And straight away, there we are souls like that. <laughs> and they're going to do things. I'm going to end up with a load of compensation from Sky because I was the, my delivery date was the 12th. My internet went active today. What's today? The 11th? 10th? 10th. 10th. So that's a minimum Just of five that, pounds. Just the wee timepiece I forgot to show you last week, by the way. Oh, the Casio? Nice. nice. Yeah, because he sent my modem yesterday, plugged it in, didn't even work. Oh, for fuck's sake. And I'll tell you what was worse about that is I went to the shop to get a couple of Iron Brew Energies and a packet of skins in mm-hmm. the morning. Can yourself. And I missed the Royal Mail delivery. So oh. then I had to jump in my car. I was driving about Bridge Air and looking for the postman. Oh. You pulled the mic that. I, po- I found three posties. The first guy I followed was like razzing about through Bridge Air and after him. Found Petrified. The I've got the slip. I'm like, bro. Bro, have you got my thing? He's like, nah, it's not me. It might be this lassie. She'll be at the other. I was like, oh, fuck. Found another guy. He, I was like, nah, it's no me that's got it, pal. I was like, can you please phone your headquarters? And find-? He phoned the Royal Mail 
like yeah. back to the shop there at mm, Breadlands yeah. and uh, Bread Alban, eh? Bread Alban Terrace, Breadlands. Bread, Breadlands. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> and, Breadlands. Uh, the gaffer then's like, oh, this lady called Lorraine's got it. So he then got on his mobile. He's like, Lorraine, where are you? She's like, I'm at Highfield Road. He's like, yeah, just go up there, around there. So then I fucking jump and then found the third post to get my shit. Anyway, coming back around, having dealt with Sky so much, man, my compensation's going to be like... Tidy. 200 quid or something. <sighs> Take them to the house. And that's Lovely. because you're able to use that job to then escalate. So when you deal with folk on the phone, yeah, you're angry, you don't lose your shit. You know how to work Yeah, you know how to like massage the finesse the situation. Do you know what I mean? Love it. Fuck me, that was long winded. Love it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. So, like you said, me and Chuff done the, the old engagement. Yes. Already getting wedding anxiety. Why? Not about the, the actual wedding itself, but it's like, see, like, we started doing like a rough guest list and we're being fairly like fucking cutthroat with the, like, the day invites. We've got a good deal at the Mercure. Mm-hmm. You've got 40 people during the day. And we're going to invite all of you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You can come back. Ah, yeah, you can pay a tenner if you want to come. <laughs> tenner. That's thing is like, see, Charlie, because like, obviously a lot of people I know, like everyone I know, like you can't be sound. You Kenyans are coming at night and nobody's going to kick the fuss out. But we expect the day invites, but it's fine. It's cool. If you want to pay £45 no, pound to add yourself in, you're more than welcome for a plate, son. Sorry, wait a minute. What is this? We're not getting day invites, me and Mike. No, you're not, son. He got all Why emotional talking on the podcast about how he loves the show, loves working with us, but we can't come to the day part of his wedding. Why not? Just it's just expensive, and we've got 40 <laughs> folk. <laughs> <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening this week. That was 100 episodes and there'll be no more. What the fuck are you doing? What are you talking about? What do you mean me and Mike aren't coming to the day? Are you, what, are you joking me? I'm not Is joking, this a fucking wind-up? <laughs> Right, well then, that's two folk we need to exclude. So your mama Pat's can't go and Chuff can't go. Right? <laughs> me, and Mike's are getting, me and Mike are getting their seats. Chuff says I do. We swap <laughs> around. We'll put me or Andy in there. And the then... way I'm looking at it is I'm trying to find folk who are more interested in coming and getting pissed at night. Well, To be honest, can I be honest? Yeah. See, getting the day invite, mm. fucking hate it. Because <laughs> you're on your feet all day. All day, and it's fucking shite. Now, I would love it every minute of it because... They are weddings and, the, you know, your friends. If you're invited to the day ones, they're special. Mm. But they are they're long, quite taxing. So by the time the night guests arrive, you're like, fuck, I could just go and, like, chill out and get in my joggies and that for an hour and then come back down about half nine. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Me and Andy are going to be steaming when we turn up for that. <laughs> that's, like, that's what I said to the majority. So what we're doing is it's like... I'm offended. <laughs> right? No, no, I'm offended. But at the same time, I also realise that that's a tactical play that works to my advantage. Exactly. But the thing is, like, it's like, so like you say, the thing is, you, so when they said that you get like 40 day guests, that sounds like a lot of folk. But see, when you're sitting right in the dune, like you've got, you got like the bride and groom, you got the bridal party, so that's the wee man, my best man, her bridesmaids. Oh, so you're, the wee man's getting to go to the day thing, wow. but me and Mike aren't. <laughs> I bet you Paul's getting to go, isn't he? <laughs> He's my bra, right? Well, me and Mike aren't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my bra. You're my bras. My bras. He's my bra. My bruise. But that thing is like, and it fills up. Do you know what I mean? So fucking fizzing, man. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly. But that's what I mean, but like, is I know the majority of my pals, are like, they're only interested in the night bit. Do you know what I mean? So like, when you come down, you can get scooped. Mm-hmm. But like, see when you're first getting out and you're trying to make sure you're getting everyone, you don't want to put any these noses at a joint. But then I, so one day I had a visualisation, I was like, 30 year old, see if you're going to be a cut about it. They have to fucking come. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I you will. Of course.
court so I'll be yeah, there during the day I'm not going to fuck about your 40 plates I'll bring mine plate <laughs> Just send about a dollar and chips uh, uh, You're going to bring a date It's a fucking beautiful day Oh am I getting a plus one? Are you fucked? Can I get a plus two? You want a plus one? <laughs> you want a plus one? I'll slay Jen I'm offering shit up to you I'm like you're going to bring a date? <laughs> I'm conning Conning <laughs> Barely, right? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, let's will we will we, uh, will we will we break up the monotony and the awkward nature of the situation? Will we will we phone a special guest? Yes. Yeah, let's phone let's somebody. Stay, let's let's phone. phone a bunch of people. Let's phone somebody. I'm gonna call Connie after this. Oh, well, not maybe at one point. Mm-hmm. She better answer. Hello. Hi, mom. Hey, uh, you're live on the Monkey Sorfate podcast. Please do not say fuck or bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my boys. How are you? Hi, Aww. Mama Pats. Hi, Mama Pats. We're, uh, we're just swapping stories and we're, we're, we wanted you to tell us your favourite thing about me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your favourite child. <laughs> my favourite thing about you. Uh, oh, God, you were such a cute little boy. <laughs> What happened? You had kettles. I did. You you did have kettles. That was a beautiful... Um, Right, okay, so what's your favourite thing about Andy? My favourite thing about Andy? Yeah. I think his mind. Yeah. Oh, Mama Pats. You know it. You sharp. What about about Mike? Oh, Mike, kindness. Kindness, Aww. he's a kind lad. That was so well. And he's pretty good looking as well, Lynette said. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did tell <laughs> oh, Lynette saying the, the thing she was most excited about about the wedding is that she gets to meet Mike. Oh. In the evening only. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they've both been little bitches but only get invited to the night bit. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come anyway. She, she came to my 50th mind. <laughs> oh, no, no, I was more meaning Mike and Andy are upset about it. <laughs> Mike and Andy are upset about it, not Lynette. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're so talk- congratulations on your 100th episode Thank, Thank you very much Thanks, Well done, well done, you've done really well What's uh, your favourite episode so far? Oh God, um, the one I was on of course, no I'm just joking <laughs> uh, I think my favourite one was when, oh there's been loads But I think was the one when uh, Mike interviewed, um, what's the guy that had the heart operation? Ali. Ali. So not the, none of the ones that I was on. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that one. I thought he was. Re- I thought that was really well done. I thought Mike did really well with that. And thank um, you. Of course, the ones that Paul were on, they were really funny. They were fun. They're my, some of my favourites. Oh, yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. We keep trying to get him back on, but I think he's frightened about how rough it got the last time. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, no, you've done really well. All of the you've done all of you have done really well, and all your guests have all been very entertaining. Um, yeah, and it's fun. It's fun. I did. I, I mentioned earlier how that you listened the first time you listened was because I asked you to, and then how surprised I was that you then kept on listening. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And last year when I did my, um, remember I did my um, kilt walk. Yes. So all my training with my kilt walk, which um, we raised, well, we raised over four, up to four grand Whoa. between. Uh, six of us, um, so we we did really well with that. But um, you just kept me going, um, so you could be see you could see me. People could see me walking along laughing manically. I'm sure they all thought it was off my head. Um, I'm surprised I wasn't arrested at some point. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> kept me going through the rain because um, there was quite a bit of rain when I did my walks last year. Um, but yes, it's always entertaining. 
always entertaining. And there's been a few tips that I've kind of done. Do you want me to embarrass you here? Yes. Or am I going to embarrass yeah, myself? Go for it. The one where, the tip where you said, when you do a poo, <laughs> you put your, your knees up. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Mum. I'll do it. Oh, my. <laughs> You're my absolute maybe, hero, Mum. Thanks for that. You maybe better put that on the pa- the, the Patreon. Yeah, patrons. Uh, yeah, patrons thing. Thingy me, thingy me that I'm You're not allowed to go on to. I'll beat it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Mum? You've caught me. You've caught me unaware. Oh, no, I'm just really proud of you. You've, you. All of the three of you, you've done so well, um, and it's it's entertaining. I just think that's my boys. Aww, that's my thank boys. you. Thanks for listening. Right, Mum. Well, thank you very much. We absolutely love you, and so do the listeners. Oh God, you're welcome. We'll get you up soon. We'll bring you up to Andy's new house. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, that'd be really good. Yeah. He just um, winked at me across the table. <laughs> Right, thanks, Mum. We'll let you get back. You can uh, you can look after Dad. All right. Well, listen. Enjoy your uh, enjoy the rest of your episode, and I'll see you. I'll see you tomorrow. But see you guys later. Maybe your night out or something like that. Oh, we'll invite might, you along. I might pop in or something like that. Definitely. A guest appearance or something. Excellent. <laughs> Tremendous. Right, Mum. Thanks very much. Love you. Love you too. See you later, Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. Beautiful content. Beautiful Absolutely stuff. Absolutely beautiful content. Oh, that's nice. I like how she had nice things to say about all of us right off the top of the head. Yeah. There was nothing there. I like how she likes my the episode that we did without you. She did say at the time, she's like, she didn't she think I could have done that interview. <laughs> Dick. Yeah, like. <laughs> Oh man, it is though. It's, it's nice, like say, it's to have people who, not just because she's my mum, which I think it makes it easier for her to actually be honest because she's my mum. Mm-hmm. She's not the type of mum who would like sugarcoat it. If she thought it was shit, she'd probably say, "I don't listen because it's shit." What about Papa Pass? Does he listen? He's, he's listening to a couple. But he's not a podcast guy. I keep trying to get him into podcasts because mm-hmm. I feel like he'd be bang into it. But like, <laughs> so my mum gets on at my dad because whenever he, did, my dad works in Glasgow, so he gets home a little bit later every single night. And my mum still gets on at him because when he drives down the street, you can hear the tunes coming for the car. Hey, he's, got like, want. he's got oh, a yeah. sick, he's got like a sixty gig iPod plugged into his motor, about forty thousand tunes on it, and he just blasts that for the Glasgow back home, and you can hear him coming. That's why he's my hero. I love that. I don't. You don't I don't feel like a lot of people do that here. It's more of a like. Uh, well, I don't want to say a New York thing, like an American thing. Like you just hear like. Oh, mate, if, I'm, if I'm in the car by myself, my tunes are up. Like I like I like it loud. Gotta like, have the tunes loud. But then I wonder, like, are they so loud that when you see me driving past, you're like, "What the fuck is he listening to, man?" Do you know what I mean? Well, see, I sometimes realize that I, I like driving with the window down because I like the fresh air. Right. But then I sometimes feel like a dick because I got my tunes up loud. But I'm just like, "Come on, I'm not even bored." I like that sound. Like if it's kind of warm out, or it's just getting warm, like around May time, early June, and then your windows are down, and you just and someone passes by you. And they got some like you hear, and you're like, oh man. I I always I purposely do that. I drive around. Have you, have, you my tunes, have you got tunes that you reserve for the summertime? Like summertime by the Fresh Prince. If it comes on this time of year, I skip it. But see if it's a sunny day. Yeah. And it's hot as fuck, and I'm driving about. That tune plays start to finish for me. So you should just drive about in the middle of July with Mariah Carey, "All I Want for Christmas," playing. <laughs> see see what mm-hmm. kind of looks you get. 
I like a, I like a stra- uh, Peaches by the Stranglers. That's a summer tune for me. There's so many summer tunes. Pull one out for us. Tell us one. Drop us a wee nugget. Well, um, I feel like summer. What's his name? Um, rapper. I feel like summer. Yeah, I feel like summer. Uh, what the fuck is his name again? I don't know. I've talked about him before. You look at me like I'm pure mad. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. I just, I just couldn't get the name in my head. Yeah, listen to that song. That makes me think of summer. I like, uh, what about you, Mike? What makes me think of summer? Um, um, that Rihanna, Rihanna, she did a, no, it's not Rihanna, it's Sia, Titanium. Uh, I am Titanium. That makes me think of summer for some reason. I don't know why. Fair enough. Uh, um, it's a lot of hip hop tunes I feel like in the summer. Like um Good Day by Ice Cube. It was a good day. That's a summer tune. Yeah, I like that. That's a Windows <clears> Down tune. Anything that was released on Death Row Records, anything from the Chronic, Doggy Style, any yeah. West Coast rap, Warren G. California love. <laughs> Talking about hip hop, I was I know you guys haven't seen it, but I really want I wish Andy because I want to know where Andy thinks this this latest grime feud, Wiley V Stormzy. They've both released two diss tracks. Okay. And upon listening, I think it's 2-0 Stormzy. As well as I want to give a shout out to uh, an MC from Sheffield called Shinobadan. 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 So I think I've mentioned uh, a band called Clubs and Spades before. Uh, the lead, the ex-bassist, the Arctic Monkeys, um, is a producer. Uh, um, it's yeah. Shinobadan, a producer called Matic Mouth, and, oh fuck, I've forgotten the other guy's name. Anyway, Clubs and Spades, great album. I think me and Andy, I showed this to you years ago, and uh, he put up a post looking for a podcast, and he's listening to a couple of these episodes, I think. Um, so shout out to him, at Shinobi, on um, thingy. But I've lost my point. He he reckoned it was 2 no Stormzy as well. What's uh, the beef about? What's going on? I, I'm not entirely well, sure. So did I'm, Wiley not sh- absolutely shite it? Like, on New Year's Day was like built up, meant to release like a new album or something like that, and then it never dropped. I think so, and as well as that, he was trying to take the piss out of Stormzy for having a tune with Ed Sheeran on his new album. <laughs> yeah, good point. Though. Yeah, but, yeah, fair. But like the last two songs, the last two ones, the last two diss tracks that Stormzy's released show that the man's still got absolute fucking furious bars on the go. So it's just, it's just that. Do, do we do we want me to take some time? We can like put in some little lift music here. We can listen to some of the tunes and see what you guys think. I want to get an opinion from I'm, you guys. Well, we get pulled down if we put music in. No, no it don't have to be like this. If we if we cut the space here, yeah. we'll listen to it and then we'll come back in. Oh, okay. Once we've listened yeah, to yeah, chuck the jazz music in. Give me a second and what I'll do is I'll just pause this episode. done well i've only i've not listened to wiley's third one so they've done two h's that's all i've heard well that that would be the argument there is that the first one was stormzy wasn't it wiley flow well that wasn't a diss well but that's the argument is that some people think that that was a diss including wiley himself Oh, really yeah that it was actually quite on an under it was quite an underhanded kind of diss track so then that's what's then prompted what to Wiley would be his reply to that, although people would think that would be shots fired. Yeah? When you then listen to the two tracks, I would probably argue that 
uh, Stormzy wins it, lyrically hand down. It seems to be more personal, and his delivery style allows you to kind of absorb the lyrics better and yeah. paint the picture rather than Wiley. What they're both fighting for is the title of Godfather of Grime. There can only be one winner in respect that it will be Stormzy because currently he is hot as fuck and has been for, you know, a few years now. Mm-hmm. Are we Whereas back Wiley, Yeah, I'm... Well, yeah, I was recording. It's cool. I can... So I would look at it and say straight off off the rip that Wiley is the godfather of grime. Even though, let's be honest, he, he is, will lose this battle because Stormzy is the more popular of the two. The thing is as well, is like, I was listening to a few older... Line. He's I was, the more popular. Yeah, I was listening to a few old Stormzy tracks and Stormzy name checks Wiley a lot as like an influencer. And it seems like, from what I can tell about the Twitter spat, it kind of came out of left field. And initially, Stormzy was taking it in sort of good humour, and Wiley kept fucking going, kept fucking going. That's and that's, be- that's because I think he believes that Wiley flow by Stormzy is an underhanded diss. Possibly, that's, maybe that's not how I heard. It. I thought it was like an, an homage of sorts. You know, what I mean? then it could be. But I feel like sometimes as well, it could be argued that maybe Wiley sees it as a right. Set yourself, do an old fella. You know what I mean? Rather but that's than what I'm saying. That's why it's a diss. Yeah. Well, maybe I. But I think they are both battling out for Godfather of Grime. But the problem is that you can't. We always talk about time served. Mm-hmm. Wiley's time served. Not saying that Stormzy isn't, mm-hmm. but he is the more current of the two. Yeah. It's one of these things that I wish, like, as, much, just as, much, as much as I like both tunes, I wish, from, from what I can say, is Wiley should just be like, right, that's right. You've had your moment. You've had your time being the biggest thing. Look, think about hip-hop. DJ Cool Herc is regarded as godfather of hip-hop, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But he's not the most commercially successful. And if you said to a lot of people who listen to hip-hop now, you know, who would you regard as the godfather of hip-hop, they might turn around and say something like fucking Biggie Smalls. <laughs> or they might say something like Lil Wayne. Yeah. Or they might say something like, you know, uh, Big Daddy Kane or Rakim. Yeah. Can, can you understand my argument? Maybe the analogy is not quite right. No, 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 I get what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no. I, just, I, by, just listening to it, like, Stormzy just jumped out at me far more than Wiley's. As an American, what do you think about, like, grime and UK hip-hop and that, Mike? Like, listen to... I'm I'm not, like, a huge fan of Stormzy, but listening to, to that track, I was like, oh, that, that sounds... Especially because it's a battle... Kind of a, a battle track, like it's a battle to the See, ball. for for me, I liked it, and for me, Stormzy's the first person in a long time that's made me pay proper attention. Like, in in terms of like hip hop, grime, like anything, any sort of derivative of hip hop. Like, I've always had a very small interest in grime. There's been tunes here and there. Mm-hmm. Stormzy's the first person in years, probably since Kano, that I've listened to the whole album. For in both instances, because he does have that appeal, he has that, but they, he's like he's almost like many we talked about before. Conor McGregor's the he's the entry level to MMA. Like um, Stormzy for that is, is for me is that from Grime because mm-hmm. he has those tunes. He's like blinded by your grace. It gets played on radio too. Yeah. Whereas this isn't going to get played on radio too. Mm-hmm. But then that way, like for for people like me anyway, I'll then go a little bit further, and then I found guys like Dave and Fredo and. Do you know what I mean? So things like that. So that, for me, is I think he's fucking sensational. And I, I, we all remember how much I talked about his Glasgow set. I thought it was fucking 
unbelievable. So what's the difference between just grime? Is grime just a, like a subset of hip hop? Is it the type of music they use? Yeah, well, it incorporates a number of things. It incorporates uh, a lot of sort of the old two-step garage. Um, it incorporates um, hip-hop. It incorporates a bit of trap. Yeah. It's a real melting pot of styles, but two-step garage, like that old London 2000 garage sound, is, I think, for me, where a lot of grime comes from infused with hip-hop and more yeah. recently kind of trap as well, so... I just want to get your opinion. Like, I'll, this is always when it comes to anything sort of hip hop. Yeah, I from, always want to get Andy's for and, me, and like, yours as well, mate. Because you're bigger I know, I don't, than me as well. But I don't. I don't listen to. I don't listen to too much like new hip hop nowadays, unfortunately. But yeah, that was good. I'm actually gonna based on that. I want to go back and listen to more Stormzy. I, I would 100 because you said as well. Like Stormzy's second album is is was worth a listen. Is flow? Um, say they're seeing the two the two tunes we listen to. Um, Stormzy's flow is uh, more spacious. Yeah, it's more understandable. It's not so fast paced. Mm -hmm. It's not so da -da -da -da, you know. It it it's kind of a bit more drawn out. And because he's got a real good knack of saying a lot and painting uh, a, quite a vivid picture in so few words that are so well spaced out over the beat, mm -hmm. I think is real advantageous. Which is why you've seen a lot of guys like Westside Guns and Benny the Butcher and Rock Marciano and all these guys doing so well in the hip hop side of things because. It's uh, they're able to paint a very vivid picture in so few words, mm. rather than just da -da 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 machine that's, guns. That's, I've always, rap, I've always like, appreciated guys like Buster Ames or Twister or Eminem oh, when he's done, done rap. God, the, 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 the ability to do that is un is undeniable. It's amazing, but. I couldn't listen to an entire album of that because, like I say, no. I, for me, I want hip hop to paint a story and to be clever and to be insightful. I mean, outside of hip-hop, for me, the best songwriters are always the guys that can say so much in so few words mm -hmm. yeah. and tie stories around and connect things in yeah. little... You know, uh, you've got a syncopation line of one, two, three, four, five for line one, one, two, three, four, five, line two, line three, and line four, the same syncopate, and you're... You, you've not got a lot of words to play with, but you're able to build a big yeah. narrative over such a short space of words. That's a real art, man. It definitely. Really is. Yeah. Definitely. I would, I would say to anyone listening that hasn't listened to Stormzy, even if you're not a big fan of hip-hop or grime or whatever, like, on both of his albums, there's something for everyone on there. And I think he's probably my favourite artist in the last five years that hasn't been like around for a long time. That's I think just, that, like what you were saying about how everything's spaced out, that's advantageous in a battle too because you want people to hear what you're saying. You don't want it to be all about the beat. You want it to be about what you're saying so they can be like, oh shit, he's really... I've seen a million rappers over the year that come on the mic. It's like, yo, like fucking machine gun rap. Then you got one guy that just steps up smooth. He's like, yo, okay, da 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 Fucking lines outside of the bends, <laughs> man. I, I, when the I sun have, comes up. I've, you know I mean? I've like, next to zero for battle raps, but the one that I went, the one I paid the most attention to was uh, Kamehameha against Barkwright. Mm. And like I said, Barkwright was he was fantastic. And you you were the judge that night. Dropped some absolutely beautiful stuff, but Kami was just like boom, boom, boom. Wasn't he overdoing it? Wasn't he overselling it? Wasn't he throwing so much in? But the lines he was throwing it were absolutely cutting. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think is the simplicity, I think. I think Stormzy will win on the basis that he is the more current of the two, although Wiley has a longer history and 
has always been considered as the Gava. The point is now they're fighting for who is the the goat, the, the greatest of all time in the genre. That's yeah. what they're battling for. It's, it's, I think Storm's it's, 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 going to win it. It's the LeBron MJ argument. Yeah. Do you know what I mean you, you're never going to have either of these guys at their peak? What Storms he's at his peak just now. Yeah, but he, there's a thing. You know, his peak is when the genre's at its high water point. It is most commercial, whereas Wiley uh, was at his peak when the genre was more underground. Mm -hmm. So they're actually, you know, both the goats in, in terms of where they respectively fell in the power curve of the genre in terms yeah. of its commercialism over time. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, I th that think, makes sense. The thing I think about Stormzy as well is, like, I think it showed that and I think it's going to be quite common in rappers is when they get a bit of success, they maybe don't have the ability to put it out there like they did. Whereas I think with those, with the two it's dishes... It's hard to do, yeah. But you can't, you can't come... You know, rap is a, a, a culture of disenfranchised, impoverished, you know, people from all walks of life across the globe. You can't rap about living on food stamps when you've got a fucking gold record and you're driving a Rolls well, Royce living whole, in a that mansion, that was the whole Biggie mentality, wasn't it? Like Biggie done that himself. Really. But I think that's thing is Stormzy's shown that although he's doing fine now, yeah, he's still got the mindset and he's still got the verse to actually go ahead with it. I think it's a lot easier now because not everyone wants to hear about the poor shit and the violent shit. Mm -hmm. I think hip hop has kind of expanded now. I'll see. Stormzy, I think does keep it real. I don't think he's let... Yeah, okay, he's done his tunes with Ed Sheeran and that and that. That's just... That's, make money. That's good business <laughs> sense. Do you know what I mean? If you've... Well, if you tell me, if you were... Andy, if you could release an album to the aplomb that Storm's released it and you had 10 tracks of absolute fire on there that you put your heart and soul into, however, you had to put one track on there with a multi-million selling artist that is going to then catapult that album... Tell me you wouldn't do it. Oh, of course, because I'll take the PRS money and the royalty check for the rest of my day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Blue and we'll be doing this podcast from the Bahamas, boys. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway, so battle rapping, depending from your argument, could be, could be no. Depends on who's rapping. However, I reckon Stormzy's, <laughs> true, Stormzy's inter in, interpretation of it was bra, much like our own segment, Michael. Bra, no? Right, cut it there, I've got a piss. Oh. Thank you.